Disney Vault Talk presents Rebel Yell. Star Wars Rebels discussion and commentary. With your hosts, Teresa Delgado and Steve Wilson. And Eris Schernerweiss. And a few surprises along the way. And now, Disney Vault Talk's Rebel Yell. Take cover! And welcome everyone to Rebel Yell. We welcome you. We welcome you whether you're from the planet Ithor, from Rhodia. We welcome you if you're a Chiss. We welcome all the Lasat listeners. And of course, we welcome uh, whatever Yoda is. Those, those people. We welcome you and we're glad you're here. Twi'leks. Even humans. Even British humans who sit aboard a Death Star and decide the fate of a planet. I guess I was just one guy. My point is this. I'm Steve Glosson, and this is our podcast where we discuss all the happenings in the world of Star Wars Rebels, and there have been some happenings. And it's not just me. I have with me, of course, the heart and soul of Disney Vault Talk. She is the lovely, the powerful, the talented Teresa Delgado. I got those all wrong, didn't I? Yep. I realize I'm like I never go down on talented. I go it's powerful. Powerful. That is that is accurate. It's the lovely, the talented, the powerful. It throws me off when I, you mess up. I apologize. Hello, Teresa. Hello, Steve. How it's going? How it's going. All right. And um also, of course, uh carrying the burden of the crud with him, uh the dark side of con experiences. Uh man, my brother from another mother. Eric Schernerweiss. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? How y'all? Ross. All right, all right, all right. Um, All right, all right, all right. Actually, that's pretty good. I know you. We had geography together. (laughs) Eric was a... them high school girls. Older I get. Stay the same. Now, come on. All right. Erish was an on the ground. You started the Wooderson stuff. I can quote Wooderson all day long. Erish was an on the ground commentary uh, reporter for um, for our Not at Celebration coverage. He did weather at some point. So, uh, you, hot. And we Actually, thank you. It was never hot. The temperature was fantastic down there. It was. I bet it was lovely. It was nicer down there than it was back up here. They had wow. like 80-something degrees. Man. Well, all right. Well, Erish, I appreciate you coming on when you did. And Erish, there was one night where you just started passing the phone around. And uh, uh, John Jackson Miller was like, who is this? I don't know who you are. Why am I talking to you? I'm going to give you back to Erish now. That, that was walking into the, the drowning in moonlight gallery. Yes, yes. Yes, um, yeah, and it was, it, it was a good time. The the nights were a lot of fun. And also the with us, the celebration nights. And also with us is, um, well, he's he's one quarter. One wait, one two three four five. He's one fifth of our Jedi Council. He is from Bad Wolf Radio, from Star Wars Bookworms, the show with a fantastic logo, ladies and gentlemen. 
my good friend, your good friend, everyone's good friend, though he won't smile at you, Aaron Goins. I'm smiling right now, Steve. Yes, that's what I like to hear. I can hear it in your voice. You can hear it? I can hear it in your voice. Aaron, Aaron, you also do a Freemakers podcast. I do, yes. Star Scavengers. Star Scavengers. Jonah Marie Macias. All right, so check that out. And you guys did some cosplay. Teresa and I talked about that on a recent Geek Out Loud. Your oh yeah, you have some great. You have a great arm tan, um, <laughs> and a really cool like foam wrench made out of something and duct tape that fits shockingly perfectly around your arm, so that like I can try to take your arm off. Mm-hmm. I can always count on you, Teresa. <laughs> Be very supportive in all my efforts. Is this where this? Aaron plays a lot of golf, it looks like. <laughs> Aaron, is this where we're getting this farmer sand thing from? You had on the sleeveless look going for this cosplay? Yeah, oh, Xander, yes. Xander Freemaker rocks the sleeveless, so I had to, I was mentally prepared to be walking around the convention center without sleeves. I don't do the sleeveless thing mm-hmm. at any other point in my life. So, it's as, Steve, yeah. I'm going to put this in terms you can understand. Sure. He made Seamus look tan. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, Aaron's like, I don't do sleeveless, as was evidenced by your cosplay. Yes, very uh, evident. Yeah, there's a clear <laughs> line of where my shirt usually lands. <laughs> of where the shirt usually lands, by the way. This, this is the shirt Look. landing zone right around Hang on, here. Steve, check your phone. Just oh, no. check. Sun's check out, phone. gun's out. I just happened to run into him on the show floor, and like right away I was just like, Wait, is that Aaron in cosplay? And so that was just exciting to see. And then and then the guns. I can tell Steve just saw the picture because he started laughing harder. Like it looks like you have something wrong with your upper arm. <laughs> yeah, it's called it's never seen sun. <laughs> This will be the last time that I come I'm on sorry. Road. <laughs> No, it's like you have ghost shoulders. That's but, <laughs> but, but Steve, this is basically what happened after I ran into him. It just turned into Teresa and I doing this for like five minutes. Oh, no, that's terrible. I'm sorry, Aaron. Well, now there's a it's picture. okay. I had fun. There's I don't a... typically do cosplay, but I, I wanted to support the Freemaker sure. Adventures. It's a show you that you look good with your little horse and your little so. coin pouch. You look good. And your merce. Hmm. He, he was taking full advantage of having that merce strapped he, to his belt, too. It's true. You know, in the picture I just sent Steve, you can see just how much shorter I am than both of you. Yes. But now I'll tell you, in the light of the show floor, you, you know, it doesn't look so bad. Yeah. But, not but the, in the hallway. But in the hallway <laughs> where the sun does shine. Well, Lucasfilm actually pulled us aside and did like a whole photo shoot. So that's I can't awesome. Wait to see those? Yes. That's the that's the picture that I'm sending that I sent. Maybe to they'll you. maybe they'll touch yeah, it up for me. Yeah, that's because they wanted the people back in San Francisco to see that they don't see the sun in Pennsylvania. Also, <laughs> they'll probably touch it up for you though, uh, depending on when they put yeah, it out that's there. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, send it to ILM. Mm-hmm. We need you to tan this guy. Yeah, we need you we to. Uh... Pictures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and poor I never Aaron. thought we'd talk about this for this long. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Aaron. It's a trap. In the midst of all of this on the show floor, excuse me, I got to meet Mama Lowe, too. Oh, yeah. You told me that, Aaron. She texted me that and told me. That's great. So that, 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 was, that was fun. Isn't she the best? She is. 
Now I just Fantastic. got. Now let me let's make some stuff. Let me let me make it up to you here, and because Teresa did just send me a picture of you, you're you're rocking the whole blazer and jeans look, <laughs> leaned up against the wall, looking sharp, man, looking sharp. You're a good looking dude. This was his, this was his GQ look. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Riley's blazer. Um, mm-hmm. And I made him pose on the wall. <laughs> you know, I'm glad you told me that was Riley's blazer because I was about to say, uh, not only are we stealing logos, we're stealing looks from other podcasters. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was a Riley look. That's not. That is the Riley look. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, Aaron, you're a good-looking dude. I hope your wife tells you every day how much she's just blessed to have you in her life. Yeah, I wish she did too. Oh no, I'm so. <laughs> Good looking. That's right. You are so. <laughs> There's a Seinfeld reference for you. Nice. You are so good looking. Oh, man. Well, we are together to discuss. There were some big happenings uh, this weekend. This past weekend down at Star Wars Celebration, and particularly uh, on. Was it Friday for the Rebels panel? <clears throat> no, th- Saturday. Saturday. Was- Saturday was the Star Wars Rebels panel. Dave Filoni and the crew of and the cast, rather I should say, of Rebels was there, and uh, we talked about this on Geek Out Loud on the Not at Celebration coverage a, a little bit. We didn't really get too deep into things uh, because there was so much to talk about from that day. But uh, that's what we're going to do tonight on this episode is we're going to kind of break down this trailer. We're going to talk about some things that came out of that panel. Aaron and Teresa, you guys were at the press conference. And sure were. And um, where I left my itty bitties. Yeah. Uh, yes. Then we heard that story. Uh, Aaron, I also listen. Uh, you not want to listen to the next Geek Out Loud to come out because um, you may have to defend yourself when it's all said and done. Okay. Yeah. There was a lot of talk about who lost posters and oh uh, that story and okay. a lack of and a lack of uh, compassion when someone else left their itty bitties in a in a particular press room. Yeah. So yeah. So maybe you have to let me come on the next episode of Geek Out that, so I can tell my version. That might be the, yes. We might have to yeah. do that. So, well, let's do this. Oh, this is great. I love this. I mean, we we were talking before we came on about like wars with other podcasts, but this might turn into an inner podcast. Let me. War. Well, let me just say this before you guys go take this too far. I've done the whole let's put on a fight between the host thing. Never works out. Never works out well. <laughs> People, people, your listeners will turn on you in a heartbeat. They don't choose sides; they just choose. They choose their own side. So, <laughs> I've seen that happen in the past. Hey, to be fair, to be fair, we got the posters back that Aaron let somebody take. Mm-hmm. Oh, we oh, call wow. that we call that Magic Friday. Wow, Magic Magic Friday. Still, throw, still throwing shade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of a backhanded, you know. Although, although I will give Aaron credit for this. <laughs> He was a little bit not hugely sympathetic, but when it came down to it, I've never seen Aaron move through a crowd that fast trying to recover something that belonged to me. Nice. He, he was walking faster than me. Well, that's good. I'm glad you threw out some silver lining that didn't hurt so hard when it smacked Aaron across well, the face. Well, to be, to be <laughs> fair, we did end up in the elevator with Dave Filoni. So. Right. Mag- I mean, right. look, it's all part I of Magic Friday picture. or Magic Saturday or Magic Celebration, I guess. I don't know. I saw that picture. Floney's got a look on his face like, somebody help me, please. <laughs> I'm trapped in an elevator with the fans. I just know if this guy rolls his sleeves up, it's going to blind me. 
I'm sorry to laugh at my own jokes. Well, let's do this because Aaron Arish has taken a slug of Tussin and uh, as he battles the crud, and we want to make sure that we have him for a lot of the pertinent stuff that uh, that we can all talk about. I, I'm, I want, I'm going to definitely want to hear about this press conference, Teresa, from you and Aaron. Uh, but let's uh, let's let's talk about this panel, this Rebels panel, and and this trailer. Arish, did you get to watch the Rebels panel yet? Uh, yeah, I was actually at the Rebels panel. Oh, that's right. That's right. Cause... I got a. Uh, I, I didn't. You know, look, I, I I never get to go to any of these panels, but uh, somebody came by the booth uh, Saturday morning and uh, had an extra wristband for it, and basically all my colleagues were like, "Eris, you you got to go." Um, we're tired of hearing people and, shout past the corn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So then uh, when the time came to go, I'm like, we're too busy. I can't go. They're like, no, just go, go. So I started walking over to the Galaxy stage. Excuse me a second. And um, on my way there, I ran into uh, author Michael Kogi, who's written a bunch of Rebels books and wrote the Force Awakens junior novelization. And he was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I, I'm going to the Rebels panel. And he's like, I got an extra special guest badge. And I'm like, well, come with me. So the two of us basically just walked right in. And never having been to one of these big panels before, I got to say, walking in, it was freaking bonkers. Like, hold on one second. This is going to be my favorite part of the whole show. <laughs> I keep I keep muting when when I got away here. I love it. It's gonna uh, be my favorite part. It was a, it was a great. Hold on, guys. Okay, my bad. <laughs> uh, so we walk in and it's like Bonkers City. It's like a huge party in there. There's beach balls being bounced around. There's some DJ on stage like and playing music and contests going on and stuff. <laughs> And uh, it took us a while, but we finally found two seats. And as we're sitting down, there's like somebody with like a T-shirt cannon shooting it into the crowd. And I look at the crowd in front of me, and and there's Riley Blanton. Yes. Like right in front of me. And so, you know, I was like, I'll yell to him, but there's no way he's going to hear me. So I just took a picture of him in the crowd. And then uh, we sat down for the panel. Nice. Okay. But it just uh, the energy in the room was amazing. It was like just jam packed with people, and everybody was having a blast. It's just really cool. Well, now where were you guys at, Teresa and Aaron, for the Rebels panel? We were sitting right down the row from Riley. Nice. All right. So we we you guys had some pretty decent seats. Yes. Well, the crazy thing was when the panel was over, they showed us an episode, and then when the panel was over, I stood up, and I looked forward, and, like, right away, I saw Aaron. And I was like, hey! And then I looked to his side, and there's Teresa, and then to his other side is Richard and Sarah, and then Trisha and Lex. And so they were all just, like, a few rows right in front of me. So it was this grand reunion of friends. 
Well, and it was great, too, because they were exactly the people that I wanted to see, like, after this amazing panel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and Teresa just, like, you know, I waited for them to walk up to me, and, like, the first thing Teresa said was, we need to do a rebel yell about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what would have been awesome is to, like, make you guys... um get out the booth like go over to go to the del rey booth and like you try to direct traffic like you were doing and still podcast with us that would have been i guess that would have been as distracting as you know pausing every muting every few seconds to cough um uh, you know what Maybe you come down with the star wars <laughs> flu and try to podcast my friend i have the star wars flu that was what happened to Saul Guerrero. that's why i was talking so weird well what was Fine. the Exceptions, well, coughs, sneezes. That, that was the, that was the theme for the weekend. Lines, lines, deceptions. lines, deceptions. Slug of Tussin will help you be better. Um, so what was the big takeaway, Teresa? What was what was one of your biggest takeaways from the panel? Not the episode, Ooh. mind you. The episode is off the table. We are not discussing right, we, the episode. I'm not going to share anything with you about that. Uh, my biggest takeaway was that Dave is very excited about getting to end a series on his own terms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a great line when he was when everyone's like, "Oh, he's like, trust me, it. I, I've had a. I, I've ended a show without it be, without being ready to before, and um." That got a good laugh from from the crowd. Yeah, old Daddy Dave went into serious mode. We were talking about this on Geek Out Loud that he kind of was like, "All right, uh, I have to tell you something now," and and I'm like, "Oh man!" And I knew I thought he was about to retire. To be honest with you, I thought he was about to say he's retiring from Star Wars, and my little heart was sinking. And then he's like, "It's this is going to be our last season." I'm like, "Okay, I kind of knew that. I'm good." So, uh, <clears throat> so that was your takeaway. <laughs> I think just because he said that, I think mm -hmm. that was an important thing to say. Yes, yeah. You know, and he it was important for him to also say, you know, we've told the story we want to tell, and he has a point. Mm -hmm. You know, they've told the story very well, and I think they're going to wrap it up nicely. So season four will be the end. There's only 15 episodes. Uh, some of them are two-parters. So. I am not happy about this only 15-episode thing. Aaron, big takeaway from the panel. Um, I think with the with them bringing back Thrawn, um, mm -hmm. what's such a big deal to bring in a character from Legends like that? But the the one thing that was missing was kind of, you know, the element of um, the Nagri from you know from those books and uh, specifically his personal bodyguard. Mm -hmm. And you know now they they made this huge announcement that not only is Warwick Davis going to be doing a voice in the show, but he is going to be voicing this character from the novels who is a major character who plays a major part in the fate of Grand Admiral Thrawn in the novels. So I thought that was kind of the biggest thing for me as a fan of like the books and stuff um, to have them bring that character. Um, I don't even know if I pronounce his name correctly, but it's like Rook. Rook. Yeah. Rook. Yeah. Um, um, it w that's Rook. also, that's, uh, that's Thrawn's uh, override command code for his, uh, for his training. For Thrawn Names to Kill. For Thrawn Names to Kill, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, here we go. Thrawn Names to Kill. 
So um, that raises a lot of questions as well. The fact that Rook is in there, and you're right, Aaron, back in those in that original trilogy, uh, you know, the original Thrawn trilogy, Rook played a major role in in the demise of one Grand Admiral Thrawn, and I, I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting to see if Rook is just in there for like one small story arc, or if he does become a, a key player um, in the season. Um, because there's been no indication that these guys have been around, and Thrawn's had, I guess, outside of the fact that he used the guy's name as his override code, override code, there hasn't really been any indication that he has a, a relationship with him. Not that there has to be, you know. Um, it, it it's a fun reveal. But I, I was the same way when, and it took me a minute because when Dave says, you know, uh, yeah, this is going to be the character he's playing and it showed up on the screen. I'm like, I don't know who that is. And then when he said it's Rook, I'm like, oh, I got it. You know, I was like, shut up, shut up. That's always my response to everything <laughs> is shut up or you got to be kidding me. And, and I was, I was shutting up. I was like, shut up. That's awesome. That is a, that, that's uh that's a moment. That's a that's a cool concept and a cool idea to be bringing in, especially for those of us like for me. Those Thrawn novels were huge, and I mean, I know I'm not, that's not unique to me as a Star Wars fan, but um, but yeah, for, it is. but for no some, other Star Wars fan, those books are huge. Oh, whatever. Only for, you, Steve. No, that's what I'm saying. Is it's not unique. <laughs> I don't need. Hey, listen, I don't need your. You were there, Irish. You were you were there in the '90s. What was your experience with those things? Because you were in oh, college, weren't you? I loved them. Yeah. I mean, it Star was... Star Wars when there was no other Star right. Wars. Right. Star Wars was back, baby. And uh, it was this It was this fantastic... And it was so well done, in my opinion. I, I, You know, I've met one or two people. I've genuinely met one or two people in fandom who do not like the Thrawn trilogy, the original Thrawn trilogy. And I'm gobsmacked by that. Because for me, it was such a, a a huge moment in my fandom, and so to see some of these characters brought back in is just it's fantastic. It's really cool to me. Eris, did you have a big takeaway from the panel for yourself, sir? Um, the trailer. Mm-hmm. I just you know I got all glassy eyed from the trailer both times they showed it. Well, and and to have shown it on the heels of the announcement of this is the final season. And I mean, good lord, the trailer plays like a like a final season trailer, you know. With Harris, this was the story of a boy and a a. I forget. Like, you know what? Can we listen to it real quick? Sure. Here we go. It was a simple story about a boy who was lost and a girl who was broken. They fought alongside a survivor, a war veteran, and a fallen knight. I led them into battle against an evil so terrible it tried to black out the stars. We fought for each other. We fought for those who could not. But we never imagined it would end. Like this. This is a time of difficult choices.
sometimes impossible ones. As long as we're together, we've got a chance. At least we'll go down fighting. All paths are coming together now. It's time to get to work. We are the balance, Ezra. We were meant to be Jedi so we could be here now. When Lothal needs us most. May the Force be with you. And the crowd goes wild uh, accordingly. That the, the music, the the narration at the beginning is just. I mean, it is it is the final season trailer. It's so well done. Um, I picked up something from the audio this time that I didn't pick up. All right, what you got it in the panel? Just because I've this is the first time I've actually just heard the audio without yes. the video distracting me. And the voice, like Hera's voice sounds very distressed. Mm-hmm. She sounds upset. It's not like a positive, like, you know, outlook on this season. It's a very, like, I'm scared for these people based on the way her voice sounded. Yeah. Well, just the idea we never imagined it would end like this. Right. You know, yeah, that's that never, line. that's never a happy thing. When you, I mean, you know, if, if, if you're saying it, we never imagined it would end like this. That's a lot different than I never imagined it would end like this. <laughs> you know, exactly. it's, it's, uh, it's kind of foreboding. Um, some of the imagery is foreboding. The whole, when the, the, the shot of the wolf, that's such a big deal. Um, which I want to talk for briefly about momentarily. Uh, that's Ezra riding on that with a slumped over Sabine. Um, you know, and it's just like, well, what is going on here? What is, what is happening? Um, the, it, it's, it's a really powerful trailer. And of course, hot, sexy callus is in that thing. Hot callus. Hot, ca- <laughs> hot, hot casual callus. Hot casual. Yes. Casual Friday callus is. <laughs> oh man, there. I don't even care. Freaking hot callus. He grew his hair out. He's looking all hot. Ooh, something's me- happening with like, with Star Wars people lately, you, hot Hayden, hot Callus. Teresa has been objectifying the men of Star Wars recently. Oh yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> um, so real quick, the wolf situation. Can we just jump to that? The what? The wolf. The what animal again? It's a wolf. What yeah, you, Teresa? What, what do you call are it? They riding? Uh, it looks like a big dog. Yeah. It, yeah. Oh, very clever. <laughs> well played. Clever girl. Um, there's this theory out there that it's Ahsoka, Teresa. God, people. I Wait, want what? it that, to be. That the wolf is Ahsoka? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. No. No, I'm sorry. Aaron, you started that thing. I had never heard that. Oh, really? Um yeah, I never heard that theory that what people were thinking she like forced reincarnated into a wolf. I, listen, all I know is I guess I was just on social media while I was watching Star Wars Celebration. All of a sudden there's this this thing that pops up that the wolf is Ahsoka. Ahsoka is the wolf. The wolf is Snoke is what it is. Right. There's your Snoke I, theory for the episode. I mean, I remember seeing some uh, concept art that Filoni had shown at one point with these really tall wolves mm-hmm. and and I, so this is obviously from that. I I never considered yeah, that, was that, that it could be the panel at Celebration London last year. Right. 
But I definitely never considered it could be Ahsoka. Now, would Ahsoka maybe be like associated with the appearance of these wolves? Maybe, but I don't think the wolf is her. Mm-hmm. I don't either. I was just going to see if you guys had heard that and what you thought, because it's been one of those things. Um, in fact, let me see if I can. The wolf. I'm going to try to Google this. Is Ahsoka? <laughs> <laughs> I put that in, and uh, here we go. From Slash Film, Ahsoka's fate revealed in Star Wars Rebels Season 4 trailer. So I'll click on that. And uh, this is written um, by Peter Scaretta over at uh, Slash Film. Great movie website. Um, Let's see here. The Mystery of Ahsoka's Fate. They're making a big deal about, you know, um, I gotta tell you this. I'm looking at his shirt, Teresa, and I know he said I just put some black tape on it. But if he did, he, he also... didn't say that. Oh, we just figured that out. Well, I'm looking at it right now, and he, he had to have no, some. They were in the elevator with him. Yeah, he had to have some white tape too to cover up the space. Um, he had to have a very intricate tape system for that. I to really be the case. don't think that he changed shirts. I think it was just us. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking at a picture. I think he had two shirts on. I think he just took one off the other. Yeah. I saw I saw a quote from Ashley on the interwebs today. It might have been IO9 that I saw this on where she said that we would learn Ahsoka's fate this mm-hmm. season. Right. Um so they this then goes to speculation. There's a lot of writing that I don't have time to read all of it. Uh Oh, take the time. Read it. Take the time. Read it out loud. Read us the story, Uncle Steve. Yeah, we'll, we'll pause and wait. Um, the last piece of Filoni's art series, talking about the cards that came out, was Ahsoka walking through a portal, surround, portal surrounded by white wolves. It's possible that Ahsoka now has the power to transform herself into this wolf-like creature. Before coming upon this theory, I asked Filoni about the wolf in the trailer, and he laughed. Here's the quote. It's in there because I love wolves, and I think I've threatened to put wolves in Star Wars and the story group all I, all know that I love wolves. It was really all of them saying, let's do this. And in the very beginning of the show, season one, when I was working with Greg Weissman, Ezra says a little rhyme, Loth, cat, loth, cat, loth, wolf, run, loth, loth, wolf, run. Pick a path and all is done. And so it really cues into that. Loth wolves are a thing that have been there, and we'll find out why we haven't seen them. It's exciting. It's somewhere. It's something ever since Carol Ballard's Never Cry Wolf which was a film that hugely inspired me as a kid. I've always been interested in, and I've found a way to weave them into the tapestry of the story. I won't say what they're about. I'm glad people are interested in them, and that's probably a good thing. We'll just have to see where it goes. So Peter is uh, suggesting that uh, that uh, Ashley, that Ahsoka may actually be a shapeshifter now. No. Okay. Absolutely not. There at, at this at the Ahsoka celebration panel in London last year, mm-hmm. they showed concept art of, like you said, of the wolf-like creatures. Excuse me, sir. And they were planning, like David, come up with some sort of story that involved Ahsoka and wolves. Like they were going to be on a planet right. that had like these. That's how she was. Or she was going to ride them to escape from the clones that were had turned on Order sixty six. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's that's the Ahsoka and clones connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ahsoka and wolves connection there. 
I agree. I don't. I don't disagree with that at all. I just think that. And, and yeah, and we all know that Dave loves wolves. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he he's got his wolf pack. There's no secret to that. So. Right. Well, look. All I was. I'm just. I'm just reporting what I've seen people saying. That's all I'm yeah. doing. I don't write Look, the news. If I get proved wrong on this, I get proved wrong. But I think this is just people reaching. Um, and do we really want Ahsoka to come back as a wolf? That's a good question, Aaron. No. No. All right. Exactly. I, I agree with that. No. I third that no, and Aaron forces that fourth that no. So yes, we're all we're all anti wolves around here. <laughs> Teresa, are you prepared to say that you're anti wolf? I am anti We're big anti wolves. We're anti Ahsoka. Kill the wolves. Kill them all. I hope they go extinct. I'm anti. I'm anti shape shifting Ahsoka. Okay. All right. That's ridiculous. So, or reincarnated Ahsoka, or whatever it would mm-hmm. take to put her into a wolf. Well, let's uh, let's let's roll through this trailer. Of course, there's the uh, there's there's what. Um, Harris says about a boy who was lost that we know is Ezra, the girl who was broken, who is Sabine. Um, let's talk about Sabine real quick. As as we left her at the end of season three, and she came to help Ezra and in what she's been doing on Mandalore, is she has she come full circle? I mean, it, it, is Sabine kind of where she is and is going to be as far as with her family with Mandalore? We see a lot of the Mandalorian stuff in. The trailer we can't really talk about that. gummit. What, what I mean is, as far as her character goes, uh, you, you don't want us to spoil. Is she no longer broken? Is what I'm saying. Is she fixed? Can't talk about it. Daggummit. Okay. Can't talk about Fair it. enough. Fair I, enough. I think that she's. I mean, I, I saw the episode you that you guys saw, but I'm not going to spoil anything. But I think she is going to ruin everything. Place. Ruining just, it. Ruining she's it. Found her place where she needs to be. As That's of all. season, as of season three, I, she's found I, her place. I, see, I, I don't, I don't know. Not, not, not after what we saw. Okay. I mean, there's still a lot that's going to happen with the Mandalorians, even after the episode we saw. There's, you know, not any major resolution. Mm-hmm. But I think she, as a person, has found, has realized that you know she needs to be with her people, and not necessarily on the the ghost all the time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of where. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I, Hush. I'm not learning. I, I, I'm not learning I, anything I, I didn't I learn. I don't in... agree with that, and I can't say why. Okay. Oh, I, I'm not learning. I any... Yeah. I. I. Um, not talking. I'm not learning anything I didn't learn in season three. Is what I'm telling you. Um, some of the shots are from previous seasons and that sort of thing. But there's this great shot of A wings bearing down on what appears to be walkers. Is this from the season finale? The season three yeah. finale. Okay. I think so. Yeah, all that, all the stuff that we see during Hera's voiceover—that's mm-hmm. all previous footage. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Uh, there's one shot; it looks like they're they're leaving Lothal, but I guess that was in there. But then once we get to the wolf running with Sabine and Ezra, or we see Soka the temples running. of Yavin. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, I love Hera and the the X wing leading oh, the X wing squadron. Yes, and in that, uh, that outfit, and I, Steve. That one scene where she and Kanan have their foreheads next to each other, mm-hmm. I was I about lost it. I was like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Bo Katan. I was like, they're saying goodbye to each other forever. <laughs> <laughs> there is a Bo Katan reveal uh, in the trailer. She takes her helmet yeah. off, 
And yep. uh, she has not aged a day, it wouldn't appear. Well, they're Mandos. They don't age. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm just making stuff up. I hear you. So it, it also looks like this season they're going to be going back to Lethal. Like that's kind of what they're after. I mean, they said that is they said as much at the end of um, season three. Uh, but yeah, we do see Yavin. In fact, the shot of Casual Friday Callus. There's one of those Masasi temples. Are they still Masasi temples? Is that how you say that? Yeah, okay. they're still canon. Okay, so it's still Masasi, Matt Massassi, Mississippi. Yeah. Mississippi. Mississippi. So that was where Callus was? I yeah. didn't pick up on that. Yeah, yeah, you, I didn't pick up on that either. Well, I've got it paused right here and just kind of staring at it. So I can't. He looks so dreamy with that hair. I mean, it totally. Oh, casual Callus. Hey, uh, yeah, casual Friday Callus. It makes the chops. Or Imperial regulations for his hair. That's right. It makes those sideburns really work for him when he's got that hair grown out. Yeah, you should just be able to wear it however you want. He looks like he should be in a 90s grunge band. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say his hair looks a little dated. I think he looked better with the uh, the imperial look, to be honest. Well, he, that's just because that's how you do your hair. He could also well. <laughs> <laughs> he could also have been in a southern in a seventy southern rock band at this point too. So it, I think it fits with seventy Star Wars. Uh, but there's a Y wing. Not making Star Turn Wars it up. for the nineteen seventy seven nice. kid anymore. <laughs> well played, Irish. <laughs> yeah, but you got to have a look that fits the whole thing you know i'm just kidding um there's also a y-wing in the background there as he's talking just fyi and then i mean and it's just clips that are happening fast fyy fyy (laughs) um hey here's something fun the shot of um canaan with the wolf uh it it, for those of you who maybe who have the trailer pulled up and are, are looking at it at uh one minute 24 seconds um they're in front of a bunch of cave paintings, one of which up and to the right of of Canaan looks to be a Yoda-type individual. And and he's definitely a Jedi. It looks like he's got a lightsaber, and then the person, and then there's a like a, what appears to be a taller type. I'm, I'm going to assume it's a human, but maybe not, that also seems to have a lightsaber. Um, so what is this? This is at a minute cave paintings. in... One minute, 24 seconds. And this is on the official Star Wars uh, YouTube oh, yeah. channel. There is definitely a Yoda-looking thing. Yeah. So would this be, do you think this is at the Jedi Temple that's on Lothal? Oh, Cred, I missed it. And just below Ezra's arm, is that a hujib? Or a rabbit? Or a stitch? A stitch. It's a stitch. stitch. It is a stitch. stitch. Look at it. Where Where are you? What are you talking about? I'm at one minute. When he's, when he's sliding on that box? No, ma'am. I'm at one minute, 24 seconds. And he's touching. Well, I know. I, I, I was there with the with Kanan. Right. And that's where I'm still at. And he's touching the wolf's nose. And, and Ezra's there? No. Did I say Ezra? I meant Kanan. You I'm said sorry. Ezra. That's what I apologize. Off. Just below Kanan's arm. Uh, on the wall there looks painted a stitch or a hujib. Oh yeah, like there's a, a rabbit. Bunny. Yeah, it's a hujib, guys. In Star Wars, rabbits are called hujibs. <laughs> so, um, I saw the hujib parade. I saw some people with hujib stuff on at one point on the feed. 
That was Skywalking Through Neverland. Now, let me revisit this Ahsoka's the Wolf theory. Look at those markings on the wolf's face. Stop, stop. it. We gotta okay. stop talking Cut about it the wolf. It does look like the markings on her head tails. How about the, mm-hmm. the mini Death Star things? The uh, the space stations? That's cool. Yeah. To me, that's one of the outside of the X-Wings. That's one of the coolest shots in this whole thing is when that ship that Harris piloting goes into hyperspace and blows through that hangar. Yeah. It is just a fantastic, it's a fantastic image. And like the stuff that gets taken out as it goes by, like I'm just, Oh, the crowd really reacted to that scene. And, and well, they should have because it's Hera doing what Hera does best, man. I, think I hope Hera got the best reactions because that scene where she does the light speed through, through the ship hangar. Mm-hmm. And then the scene where she shows up in an X wing, those got the loudest mm-hmm. cheers. And then her and Kanan. Are we so. sure that she's in an X-Wing? I, it, it's not yeah, 100%, but I think there, it definitely be. seems like it. Mm-hmm. I hope so. I'm glad to see X-Wings in Star Wars Rebels. Uh, you know, and David said we'd see some back last time. Uh, yeah, that's an X-Wing. I paused it right on her there. And um, over her... Well, it'd be her right shoulder to the left of the on, on our left of the screen. You can see the engine thing from the X-wing. So she's in an X-wing, ladies and gentlemen. That's awesome. Gosh, I love this show. I'm going to miss the it hover so much. Tank from Rogue One. Yes, yes. There's a Death Trooper running down a hallway at one point from Rogue One. I mean, I'm, I don't know if he's from Rogue One, but you know the design as we came to know and love it from Rogue One. Um. There seems to be a lot of TIE Defenders involved. So is that what they've been churning out in the factories on Lothal? Possibly. Like it? Yeah. Um, so there's some Saul Guerrera action in this. Man. It's only going to be 15 episodes? That's that makes I've me sad. Seen. Is that what they said in the... In the uh, they actually didn't say that in the yeah. in the panel. This is coming from I'm going to go to Tracy Canovio's Twitter okay. because that's where I saw it. <coughs> if I can find it. Okay. Well, let's. Uh, I mean, any other big takeaways from the trailer, Aaron? Uh, no, I think okay. we covered it all. All right, Aaron. Anything else from the trailer? Maybe we're missing. No, okay. I think we got it. All right. Um, then let's talk about this press conference because, you know, we can watch the panel online and I would encourage you to, it's a great panel, you know, great group of voice actors. Vanessa Marshall is there. Um, so what more do you need? Um, that Vanessa Marshall gets to talk more. Okay. So Star Wars Rebels season four will, will contain only 15 episodes. I believe, and then this other person says, I believe the lovely Trace Kenobio confirmed it's, confirmed it's actually 16 22-minute episodes. And she says that's correct. Within the 16, there are some two partners. Mm. Well, yeah, the episode that they showed us was part uh, one of a two-part. Right. So, now, was there any indication as to what you guys watched being the season premiere? No. Okay. No. So you I don't, don't think it was. Okay. Personally. All right. Um, well, let's get into this this press conference. And uh, Teresa, Aaron, you were there. It, what what came out of that? Anything at all? 
Was it the standard? Can, tell us a little bit more about season four. Or was there was there some yeah, good stuff that took much. place? Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of the things you hear all the time. There was some questions about Ahsoka. There was, you know, different things. But for the or and they, or it was things like, tell us a little bit about where your character is at going into this next season. Just kind of all the same general things. Until Sarah Woloski from Fangirls Going Rogue asks a tricky question. And we just get this look from Dave like, thanks for that. What was the question? I'm trying to remember. Aaron, do you remember? I do not. I, do, it's, I have the audio, but I don't remember exactly what it was. But I just remember the reaction from Dave being like, oh... So you've been saving that, have you? <laughs> what was it in relation to? Do you remember? Uh, no, my brain dead. <laughs> oh, I'll ask her really quick. I'll ask her really quick while you guys while we talk about it. But I, I'll ask her. Um, I wonder at what point I can pull up the audio here. I'm just wondering if they if they know what um are around twelve. Did you minutes. listen back to the audio, Steve? I'm actually, I've never listened to it. Uh, I'm about to try to pull it up here and see see what I can see. They, they've got it marked down at about the 12-minute mark. She asked her question. So um, let me see if this will, I don't even know if this will play. Okay, here we go. All right, good. We're in there. We're in. We're in. They've had a connection, and that is explored further and i think i probably should just leave it there <laughs> that was about um, but i think um many fans who have been rooting for the space married oh yeah um will will find it <laughs> very moving yeah what is he doing <laughs> okay very good anyway thanks for the question <laughs> hi who's next uh, okay. Hi, I'm Sarah Woloski from Skywalking Through Neverland and Fangirls Going Rogue. And I have a question. I know our listeners love to hear about the Force, like the Mortis Dark and Clone Wars and stuff. And so my question is, are we going to explore the Force in that way and mythology a little bit more in Season 4? And especially regarding that white, white wolf we saw in the trailer, as well as the fate of Ahsoka. There's a wolf in the trailer. Where was the wolf? <laughs> such a such a direct dagger question. <laughs> yes, I know now. I see all the spots. See, I I know all of you better now over the years. Uh, you're all a very perceptive group, and I enjoy this very much. Um, <laughs> you make it the dance very difficult for me um, because I so desperately want to answer your questions. As a fan, fan to fan, and I appreciate it. Um, the Force is the core of Star Wars, and you have to be careful when you answer too many questions about it. Belief in the Force itself is part of what drives it. Not everybody in the Star Wars universe believes in it, which is interesting because its actions and abilities are on display quite often. So you think, well, why doesn't everybody believe in it? What's so hard about Han Solo that he doesn't believe in the Force when the Jedi Knights weren't so long ago as we find out in the prequels? Because it takes discipline and training and practice and commitment and faith to believe in this thing that it gives you power, that it flows through you. It's in all of you. 
you all have it. Just some people like Anakin are more gifted, and that's great, and it's also dangerous. And I think that what we'll explore in season four, as we get to the depth of Kanan's commitment and Ezra's commitment to the Force, is that ultimate choice. Do you become more dangerous and fall to wickedness, or do you, in the face of fear, turn to good? Fear is the root of all evil. Fear destroys everything. Fear makes you make decisions you would not make. Fear makes you think you're making good decisions and they're poor decisions because you're afraid. And if you take nothing else away from Star Wars, you should make no decision out of fear. And when the Emperor stands before you and has destroyed your father, ruined your life, and you're powerless, and he's made you hate your father almost, and you throw him down, you must remember at that critical point to say, I'm going to throw my weapon away because I love the person next to me, I love my father, I love my mother, and nothing you do can destroy that. Nothing. And, and you stand on your commitment, and then that inspires an Anakin, the hope. That inspires the love, which is something evil does not understand. That's the core of Star Wars, and that is the power that you can't possibly imagine when you're evil that Obi-Wan speaks of. So maybe we'll get into that. I don't know. Oh, wow. Guys, I love Dave Filoni. So do I. I, I mean, that good. That was amazing. Night. That was so... Oh, that was we so good. We asked that question. We asked that question. <laughs> and bravo to, Sarah, bravo to Sarah for asking a question that got that response. Yeah, well played. Well played. Well, it was so... It was nice because... Not to break down someone's question, but it was a broad question that she narrowed down. It was, it really was dagger-like in that sense, as, 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 as Dave called it. But at the end of the day, as he begins to, to just wax eloquent about the Force, my Lanta, that is just, that is some good stuff. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, well, guys, let's, let's all, let's talk about the Force now. <laughs> <laughs> because the Force really is at the core of Star Wars. Like, you watch Rogue One. And it's the first movie that never mentions the name Skywalker. It's the first Star Wars movie that never mentions the name Skywalker. But the Force is so prevalent in that thing. And um, and as we get into you know Kanan and Ezra's story, as we move into this fourth season, there are a lot of unanswered questions. And and the fact that he mentions that they're going to have to make a choice, uh, you know, about what they're going to be and what they're going to, you know, if they're going to continue and move down a dark path and a destructive path. I mean, gee whiz, I thought we decided Ezra was out of all that mess. Right. Yeah, one thing that the that Rebels has really done that the movies haven't previously done, and especially something like Rogue One, is Rebels really does give us a look into the Force a, a different way. Like, be, probably because it's animation, you get away with more. But, you know, we have this crazy force entity in Bendu that can turn himself into, like, a lightning storm. Like, you would never see that in one of the films. They don't go there, typically. Um, we have these Jedi temples that they visit, um, you know, with the holocrons and all of that stuff. Um, it does seem like this trailer for Season 4 looks and feels more like something like Rogue One and something like you would see in the original trilogy. There wasn't a lot of visuals in this trailer that were the things that would be very force related. There's a lot of space battles, a lot of that kind of stuff. So I don't. I'm curious to see where the force does find a place in season four. Hmm. Yeah, it must. Maybe it's the wolf thing. <laughs> well, he kind of dodged that and he danced around it, and it made me think, guys, Ahsoka's the wolf. He's dancing. It made you think that? Yes. <sighs> 
<laughs> I think Stop he was just talking dodging. about this. I think he was just dodging Ahsoka altogether. I don't think yeah. the wolf yeah. thing had anything to do with it. I mean, hey, maybe we're all wrong. I mean, something else to keep in mind with this trailer is that in in seasons past, they've te- that that first trailer that we get for the season tends to cover like the first half of the season. That's true. Right. You That's know, true. and then we get the break, and then we get another trailer that covers the second half. So. It's possible that what we're seeing in this trailer is stuff that we're going to get in the first six, seven, eight episodes. They they do seem to be very, very connected. Um, all the different scenes, like as far as like they, they seem to have very similar settings. Um, you know, as far as you can tell, just looking at, you know, snippets here and there uh, of imagery. Um which really the new footage basically breaks down to about gee, only a minute and 15 seconds, a minute, you know, a little over a minute's worth of new, new footage. And yeah, it looks like a lot's happening on the thaw. It looks like, you know, because of all the Mandalorian stuff we see in it, it looks like, you know, it's from that little arc and, um, and then there's the Yavin stuff. So it, it very well could be from the first, you know, three, four episodes worth only. Some of that was in the episode that we saw. Okay. Too. Yeah. So I, I just you're that's a great point, Erish. That so many times when it's the season, the the trailer for the whole season, and I think back to like the Clone Wars, going into season um, four, was it, or maybe it was five. What season did we actually get the big Mandalorian War of the Clone Wars? Oh, was that? That four? was the last season, season wasn't it? That yeah. was season five. five. Yeah, that, um, was, that was one of the last big story arcs yeah. that we got. Well, and I just remember they showed stuff from that. And so, you know, and a lot of times throughout those, whenever we'd get those season trailers, they would literally, because they were working a year out. I, and and I, as I understand it, they're not working so far out on these necessarily, as far as the animation stuff goes. So there's a good chance that the back half might not quite be finished yet to be able to sit, to be able to put footage in a trailer. But that's a that's a great point. I did not think about that. So, man, guys, I, here's what I want out of Goldcon. I want to have a session of just sitting around in some chairs, just finding a place with some comfortable couches and chairs, and just just sitting around, putting the recorder in the middle of the room, and saying, "All right, tell me what you think of the Force. Go," and just having a conversation about that because man Filoni's got my Star Wars juices going I want to play in the Star Wars room now and it's almost past my bedtime I am the light I am the talk I am the Bendu I am the Bendu now Erish speaking of the old Bendu I want to run something by you because I have talked to several people uh, and by several I mean probably three um, (laughs) who I've heard kind of not like what happened with the Bendu at the end of season three oh I've talked to people that had the same thing weren't crazy about it you know i've heard the deus ex machina Mm -hmm. uh thing and stuff that you know it was just thing they pulled out of their hat to to do i i I don't care i loved it yeah Uh, bendu is my my favorite character well i talked to dave filoni about the bendu on the latest episode of fangirls going rogue so if you want to hear everything that he has to say about the bendu go check that out because he had some interesting insight into the Bendu. Um, like what? 
Yeah, give us a give us You're a taste. Here. Tell us. Yeah, hey, can... no, go download it. No, y'all. just give us, I give, us a, give us a download. Give us a download. I want the downloads. <laughs> That's what matters is the downloads. <laughs> well, give us a taste. You can give us a, the first taste is free. Come on. Uh, it was one of his favorite characters of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he hint at a return of Bendu? No. No. You guys think we'll see the return of Bendu at all? I don't think so. Maybe, maybe though. I mean, hmm. hmm. I well, they'd have to go back to that one planet, right? I don't think he's going to play a major role, other than maybe being, being present. Where you know, I'm a. I don't think they're going to kill both Ezra and Kanan. I think one of them is going to survive this whole thing. Hmm. Maybe Bendu's there to kind of like guide him on the path to the next place. Like I could see that type of thing where he just shows up in one scene. But I don't think he's going to show up as like a major character. You're so uh, positive, Aaron. I don't think they're going to kill <laughs> both of them. Just let's just prepare ourselves. They're all going to die except for Hera and Chopper. Okay. No, I, I think I do think and one Rex. of the Jedi will live. I and I don't think it's going to be Kanan. I think Ezra is going to live through this whole thing. I think Kanan, especially based on things that Freddie was saying during the panel and during the press conference, he was hinting at that that he wasn't going to make it through the whole thing. So hmm. I'm thinking uh, this might be Kanan's end, sadly. If I, had, if I had to put money on any one of the Ghost crew not making it through the season, I'd put it on Kanan. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, he's already blind. I, and, and regarding the Bendu, I don't think we're going to see him again. Will we hear him? I just I, – I think that the way – the way we last saw him with him being, you know, all angry and stuff and then just kind of just, I mean, Kanan's not going to come back to find him. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. last thing Kanan saw of him, he was trying to kill him. Right. So it's not like Kanan's going to be like, oh, well, I could just go back and find the Bendu and ask him this question. Um, and... I mean, and is Kanan really, is the Bendu really going to take the time to seek Kanan out? I, I, just, I don't think so. I, I, I just, my gut tells me we've seen the last of Bendu. Okay. And it makes me sad, but at least in in regard to season four of Rebels, I don't think we're going to see him again. So then is. I'd love to see him show up in like The Last Jedi, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Maybe he's just like one of those rocks on Luke's Island. Yes. Yes. Just like hanging out. Maybe yes. that's what Luke's and, been hanging out with this whole time. And that's why. the Seagulls song. Together. Yes. And that's why. Because they're both like crazy mad force users. Well, you mentioned it. Um, so. <laughs> And that's why Luke says the Jedi has to end because he's been hanging out with the Bindu, and the Bindu's like, "This is stupid. The, <laughs> the Jedi well, are stupid." This, there, have you guys seen the the part in the trailer where people say the Bindu, the the wood, like kind of that wood looking stuff around those Jedi books? Oh my gosh, no, I haven't seen people say that, but that's amazing. Yeah, I, did, I don't know if it was just a visual thing where like Filoni was aware of it, and then he just was like, "Hey, I'm gonna make this character that kind of looks like that to freak people out," but. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. There is a scene in the trailer that the first thing I thought when I saw it was, oh, that looks like Bendu. I, you know what? It never occurred to me. But now that you say it, and I'm actually pulling to that point in the trailer. Um, yeah, go to the part where the, they first look at those Jedi books. Yes. Not the close-up. You mean, the, like, you the, mean the wheels? The journal, you mean the journals of the wheels? Well, I mean, 
let's not jump to that conclusion. I mean, I guess Why I was not? I guess I was just assuming driftwood and stuff, but yeah, that very well could be. Doesn't it kind of look like the stuff he's made out of? Yes, Erich, why have you got me hoping for the Bindu in The Last Jedi now? <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Oh, man. If the Bindu shows up and he's the reason, then I'm totally okay with Luke saying the Jedi have to end. I'm fine with that. And so that's not Yoda up on that rock formation. That's the Bindu. We just figured it all out. Oh, man. Fantastic. <laughs> and those are the Journals of the Wills, people. Is that what they're calling them? Well, that's what everyone's that's the saying. The only thing makes sense. Oh. Look, all I know is that when you get older, you might get hit by a boulder. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, stop. That's true. That's true. Stop now. it now. Did you? Ah, <laughs> 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 well played. It was one of my favorite moments of the con, where just from like an aisle away, you can hear somebody walking to the hall, blaring Seagull's song. It's probably Teresa. Because <laughs> apparently, Teresa, did you play that as often as possible? I did. Mm-hmm. I yep. really did, and I really did. did. Although my favorite part is the, the log part, and we never get to that on the show. No, we never do. That log had a child. Child. Oh, so good. Um... Man, now I just want to talk about Star Wars all night long. All night long. And we haven't really talked about the last... All of us have not really spoken of the last Jedi trailer. So let's let's close with that on here on Rebel Yell. Um, just let's it go... It scares me at the beginning. When the, <laughs> I like the symmetry between that and the original teaser for The Force Awakens. Yeah. Where Finn pops up off, you know, the desert and everything, and then there's Ray popping up on the or falling down, and then popping up, camera goes up. Um, just on a very superficial level, favorite shot from the uh, from the trailer, Aaron. Oh man, I'm trying to rack my brain of everything I saw Ooh, over this weekend. It looks like the Bindu. <laughs> just yeah, saw it. Bindu. No, I mean, I, actually, that is a good point. I think not the fact that the Bindu is involved, but just that close-up of that uh, book mm-hmm. with the cool Jedi symbol that we're all so familiar with. Yes. I yes. don't think we've ever seen that symbol in a film before. Um, it's been all over marketing and stuff, but I've, we've never actually seen it. And you don't typically see books in Star Wars either. So it was, it was actually, that scene right there was pretty iconic. You guys have got to figure out a way to co-op that for your show. Yeah, maybe it could be a new logo. Maybe. You need one. Um, (laughs) Yeah, stop stealing from other pods. Yeah. (laughs) Man, I tell you, that slug of Tussin really puts Aries on edge, man. I I need another slug of Tussin. (laughs) Need another slug of Tussin. Um, Aries, just very superficial favorite shot from the trailer that we saw. The, The Red Velvet Planet. Oh yeah, yeah. That shot with like it's those called, speeder-like things. It's crate. It's crate. I, I call I call it the red velvet planet. It's white icing on top and red cake underneath. Oh, and I, and who doesn't love red velvet cake? Man, especially you Southern boys. I love some I red. I love it. Love some red velvet. We, cake. We, in the office, we've been calling it the red velvet planet for nice. quite some time now. Good, cool. And that is Crate. It's apparently a mining planet way out in the middle of nowhere. Teresa, do you have a favorite shot? And it's, it's a new destination for Star Tours. That's right. So we're going to get uh, to kick up some of that red dust in Star Tours. And more mining. More mining. That's what they need in the galaxy. I Tabana like... Gas mines. Let's see. 
the I think for me it's still the scene with her hand down and the rocks are like floating in the air kind of the man of steel shot yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly don't you dare that's, that's that. the man of steel I mean I hate to say it Teresa but that's very, that's what it made everyone that's think right of right before he flies that's it right. didn't make me think of that it made me think of oh Ray's cool mm-hmm. oh, made me think she's gonna fly yeah made me think somebody watched man of steel but I also like the really long wide cool shot, shot the long wide shot of her training with the lightsaber. Well, now you're taking that whatever it is really she's cool. doing. Now you're taking my favorite shot oh, of the trailer. Sorry. That's fine. I'm sorry. That was really cool. And Luke just like standing up there watching her. Yes. And I tell you what, what I really dig though is just how karate kid that feels. Yes. It makes me it makes me think of Miyagi, you know, in in silhouette doing the crane kick and then as they were doing, you could totally hear you're the best. Well, they well actually somebody needs to do that. Oh, really? Someone needs to do that? Hmm. Yeah. If only we had someone in our audience who could do video production and take some of this footage and put you're the best around to it. In fact, no, go, he's need to put, Ray. He's it needs gonna to be put specifically. That. I was just gonna say it needs to be specifically like a Ray training montage. He's to, gonna put that on Chariot's fight scene in Rogue One. <laughs> All right, let me think of how we want to ask this. Dear Stuffity, um, dear at Stuffity on the Twitter, thank you so much for all the good work you've already done. Uh, we come to you with yet another request that I did not think we'd have any until season four actually started. However, with this Last Jedi trailer, we've got a Ray training montage that was very reminiscent of the Karate Kid training montage, which was actually played to a pan flute theme. Zomfir was stepping in there, doing a little bit of that. There's not enough there for it, though. It's only like two seconds. That's true. And that's why you're my suggestion... You're the... And then it's <laughs> going to be over. Okay, so I need two things. Number one, I need the you're the with just that shot, and then boom, video done. But then second, I would love a, a Karate Kid uh, You're the Best Around by Joe Esposito to cheer its fight scenes. And, and stuff in in Rogue One. Um, what I was thinking with Ray doing You're the Best Around is just use some of the stuff from The Force Awakens too with like her lightsaber fight with yeah. Kylo and everything. So, what about all the controversy around the scar, ladies and gentlemen? If we want to talk silly stuff. I, I don't see the controversy. I mean, Kylo's had a few back to treatments. That's what I thought. That's what I thought, but they're talking I think about it's the simple as that. They're talking about the placement being o- being too far over his eyebrow. Oh my gosh! Oh. It's like is there like other stuff we need to worry about? No, I you know what? It's refreshing to me to hear him worry about something so superficial. Uh, so and and Luke in that silhouette, guys, looks like he's wearing a shorty robe, not a Jedi robe. <laughs> sure. It looks like. <laughs> It's Maybe like it's hot casual loot. Well, I think what it is is like Ray was like, not only did I bring you this uh, lightsaber, I brought you Han's uh, cold jacket, his jacket for the cold weather. So here, I want you to have this. This is to remember him by. Um, he left it to you in his will. That's right. <clears throat> to Luke, I leave my jacket. I know you always wanted it. Um. So anyhow, yes, uh, guys. I think that's what we got for this episode. Unless there's anything else you go want to throw out about uh, the, uh, the 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 Rebels panel press conference. I have one. I have one little Rebels story that happened in a booth. All right, let's hear it. 
and I completely missed it, even though it happened like literally right behind me. We had Steve Blum and Mary Elizabeth McGlynn both in the booth because she was all excited about the Thrawn book and wanted to meet Tim Zahn. Oh, wow. And uh, didn't realize that the Thrawn book is pretty much also the origin story for Governor Price. Oh, nice. Um, so I'm like at the front of the booth, like, I don't know, I was handing out like pin, like uh, buttons or something like that. We had a big crowd and I kept looking to my side to one of my coworkers and he's like, you know, he's basically doing the, the Han scene from The Force Awakens where Han is trying to point out that Ray is climbing up the wall behind Finn. He keeps giving me that look and I'm doing <laughs> Finn back to him like, why are you giving me that look? What does that and, mean? What is like, this? This is going on for like 15, 20 seconds or so and I keep getting distracted by all the people on the other side of the table all asking me questions and stuff. And it wasn't until they left that he was able to come up and tell me that freaking price and zeb were standing literally right behind nice me nice for like five minutes nice like did, having a conversation did you talk to him i didn't get to talk to him they were gone before i knew that there and i knew people were standing behind me i just didn't recognize because steve had his back to me so i couldn't see his face and i didn't recognize uh sorry i forget her name i didn't recognize mary, uh, mary elizabeth mcglynn hmm so I'm just like, ah, oh! Price and Zeb right behind me in the booth. Well, you know, Teresa's pretty much besties with with Vanessa and Steve. I know. So I know. And shockingly, I, I, I didn't get to see Steve. I didn't get to see Ashley either. Oh. Well, they were busy because I mean there were only like 150 thousand people there. I know. Good lord. So- <laughs> so we had Ghost Crew in in the Delray Star Wars booth. Eric, was it you that was telling me Bethany's response to the amount of people? Uh, no, I don't no, think okay. so. It must have been Scott Rifen who said that her response was, the sheer amount of people is disappointing. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people. Oh, man. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys for convening to talk about this stuff. I love talking Star Wars and... I can't uh, can't wait for Rebel Season 4 and looking forward, of course, to The Last Jedi. So we'll be back. I am more excited for Rebel Season 4 than I am for Last Jedi. I agree with you. I 100% agree with that. I'm on, I'm on the same page. And, so, and we'll be back with uh, the Season 4 premiere when it premieres. We'll be talking about it right here. So uh, keep us in your feeds. And uh, we'll we be back. We might have some stuff in between then, too. Oh, this is news to me, but you might have some stuff in between then, too. So, woohoo! All right. Uh, until next time, Aaron, Bad Wolf Radio, Star Wars Bookworms, and Star Scavengers. Yes. That's the name of the podcast you want to check out. And Star Scavengers is one of the only, if not the only, uh, Freemakers podcast out there, correct? Uh, yeah, as far as I know. And we just got a really good interview at Star Wars Celebration with the creators of the show um, right after we saw them air an episode from season two of their show. So um, we have a good interview that will be on our next episode of Star Scavengers. Awesome. We'll check it out. I heard you guys stole the Star Scavengers podcast logo from Star Wars Bookworms. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. And uh, check out the latest episode of Fangirls Going Rogue for their interview with Dave Filoni. And, uh, hey, go buy Thrawn. Use the Amazon links at geekoutonline.com and geekoutpodcast.com to go to... 
newyorkpodcast.com to go to Amazon and buy that book. And Number uh, two on the New York Times bestseller list. So let's get it to number one, Goliverse. We can yes. do this. So, all right, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us. For Air Chernevice, for Aaron Goins, for the lovely, the talented, the powerful, Teresa Delgado. I'm Steve Gloss, and we'll see you guys next time on Rebel Yale. Swing from a hairy vine. I can be your backpack while you climb. Stand on one hand and lift. Rocks with your special gift. Run, 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 jump. Now breathe. Mm, that's good. Like that. Like that. One day I was walking and I found this big log. Then I rolled the log over. Underneath was a tiny little stick. And I was like, that log had a child. Someday. I did that just for you, Teresa.